All right. Well, welcome in, hockey fans. It's Monday night, which means it's time for analytics and eyeballs. Scott Strandy with you tonight from beautiful Tempe, Arizona, down to a balmy 77 degrees. My co-host, as always, Paul Hornstein, joining me from Long Island, New York. And uh, we're kicking off Administrators Week this week. So our guest tonight, the uh, Director of Athletics and Vice President at uh, Colorado College, Leslie Irvine, will be joining us here in about 15 minutes or so. Uh, We will um, talk a little Tiger hockey, Tiger athletics. So without further ado, let's bring on Paul Hornstein. Paul, I think you're mute, but how are you? I'm sure there are a lot of people that think and wish and hope that I was mute. (laughs) Everybody wants you muted. Well, well, that's what I said, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, I hear you. So how are things on Long Island? Is it still raining cats and dogs out there? Yeah, but it's not cold, so. Okay, okay. Um, I haven't even seen your 16 because you refused to send it to me. Why do I you have send- to send it twice? You send it to Terry. You don't send it to me, so I have no idea. Um, because we're two different people. She's got an email. I've got an email. Um, that's okay. That's okay fine um, I'll, I'll i'll still include you on my watch wednesday list no thank you i can do without that <laughs> i'll include you on my uh, magic number list i don't want that either <laughs> there you go what a crazy crazy weekend of hockey tonight we're going to bring on as we kick off administrators week it'll actually be more than a week because we're going to only have two on this week and we're going to shoot for two more next week and two okay. more the week after so uh, we will uh, continually work on uh, talking with the people that make this all go. And I think tonight, kicking it off with Leslie Irvine is a really good choice because she uh, <clears throat> she knows what's going on when we talk uh, when we talk college hockey. Well, she's got a very varied background, one that you would not really expect. Um, she's also involved in running the NCHC. So, I mean... You know, I mean, the, no better place to start, right? Sorry, Josh Burlow, but you're next. <laughs> you know, um, and and you know, as we'll get into, I'm sure, um, when you run a mixed athletic program, and by that I mean mixed division levels, uh, I'm curious to see how. Uh, that works is if do you almost have to have two separate staffs do you have to have whatever or how you know how is it uh how does it manifest itself on a regular basis uh, because it's not just obviously um you know we 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 focus on ice hockey but you know they have a they have a eight or nine men's and women's sports each you know Men have basketball, cross country, lacrosse, soccer, swimming, tennis, track and field. Um, and the women have seven of those in, in, in volleyball instead of ice hockey. So um, when you're and when you're at two different levels in terms of NCAA designation, that seems like a lot more work. Oh, it's it's got to be more work. Well, oh, I'm sure we'll it definitely is. find out on on that end of it. I know that's a question you want to ask, so I'm gonna leave that to you. Thanks. Um, I want to ask her about field hockey and ice hockey, how those two blend. Uh, I also want to ask her about the importance of uh, 
the uh, the big time investors, the big time donors, if you will, including the namesake on the arena on the campus of Colorado College. And uh, it's ironically enough, Colorado College came out here this weekend. And as you know, we talked about last night's show, uh, the Colorado College Tiger family, if you will, um, spent a Thursday night out at uh, Ed Robeson's house. Um, wait, uh, money, donors matter? Money matters? <laughs> what? Really? No, Maybe I, a little. Really? Okay. Uh, uh, what do I know? I'm just a schmo. I'm just a pimp. Well, I, I, I also want to ask about the golf nonsense. tournament because it was their first annual. Um, right. Friends of the Friends of Tigers or Friends of CC. Can't remember exactly what it was, but uh, I thought it went off without a hitch. I, you know me, I've been around thousands of golf tournaments, and I thought this was a uh, a huge success, especially for the first time. Right. And uh, and I also thought that uh, they really built a great foundation where people want to come back. We talked about the alumni that were there. We talked about um, the parents that were there that made the trip. So want to dig into that. I'm not going to get into too much of that now. No. Um, and then when we finished uh, with uh, Leslie, we'll get to uh, the Super 16, which um, I'm looking at it now because you did actually send it to me finally. And I'm going like, hmm. Paul Hornsten did one of two things. He either uh, just threw darts again. Or, I always do that. Or he looked, at, he looked at the rest of the polls and said, maybe I got to put this guy here and this guy here and this guy here. Um, no. <laughs> but I will tell you that y- you – you're a homer, but not a homer to the point where you put Arizona State in. And doggone it, I, I can tell you they're better than two teams at least that you have. Well, I don't listen. I don't think there's any question that they're probably better than at least two of those teams. But you got to do it on the ice. Yeah, well, they're, and they're, they're, to this done point, pretty well considering who they played, Paul. Well, they may have played the toughest maybe, schedule already. They probably uh, of anybody, have, but, if, with the exception of Lindenwood. But you still have to win. <laughs> what? Haven't and, they won? <laughs> they've done well, pretty yeah, well. They've, they've won four games. Four Love it. They're I'd like to see them. You know, unfortunately, they've also lost four games. I, I get it. But it look matters. who they played. Look who well, they played see, and look when of... they played them. They played them on the road, and they but, played them in difficult circumstances right. at the very beginning of the year. Right. But also, some of those teams got swept at home. By well, teams I, that haven't been ranked, and you know that. I think I mean, after they take care of North Dakota on Saturday night, you'll probably have a better view of where they should be. Well, I I agree with that. <laughs> if if that's indeed what happens. Okay, okay, okay. But well, talk you know, to me Saturday I have night. to go by. Stay up late. I'll text you when. It, oh, I'll text you when it's over. Stay up late. Yeah, because because I don't watch any of the games. I just like you said, throw darts. <laughs> I, I don't, st- you know. Um, <laughs> uh, no. I knew that would get you. That would get you going. Um, um, I guess I don't, know, I don't know what to tell you. I mean, you know. So anyway, that's uh, that's kind of the plan for the uh, for the evening, shall we say? And then, uh, like I said, the Super Sixteen will will end the show, and you can see it all online tomorrow on our Twitter account as uh, we post everything there. And tomorrow, I'll hopefully get over and see the uh, the Sun Devils. Hopefully. As they prepare um, before the trip to Las Vegas on Saturday night to play against North Dakota. Nice. Um, also going to have an opportunity to see that new logo on the ice at uh, Arizona State at Mullet Arena. What logo? 
Oh, okay. <laughs> you don't want to look at center ice anymore? You're tired of it? Or? <laughs> uh, I see a Sun Devil logo. I don't know what else is there. I, okay. It's just I'll take paint. a picture for you tomorrow. It's just some paint. Should I take a picture for you? Sure, why not? Like I said, it's still just some paint. Okay. Okay. I'll um, do it. You know, by the way, uh, in case anybody didn't know, Jackson Niedermeyer got moved to defense because the coach was trying to get his best players as much playing time as possible. Yeah. And and and, and um it and might what else? be it might be a uh, there might be a smidge or two pieces of DNA that say <laughs> maybe Jackson Niedermeyer can do this. Yeah, when your dad's a world as as Coach Powers likes to say, when your dad's a world class defenseman, uh, yeah, you'll you'll take your chances. Well, yeah, I mean that's you know kind of you know what I'm talking about. So I hear you. Well, let's let's do this, Paul, right off the get go. Let's take a quick break. Okay. Let's uh, uh, get a few of our partners in here. Then I'll uh, I'll make a phone call to. Uh, uh, Leslie Irvine, and we'll we'll bring her on board, and and we'll talk a little uh, Colorado College um, Tiger Athletics. Um, isn't that Doctor Irvine? Am I am I am I am I giving her the right prefix? Well, you ask her. I'm, I'm asking. You ask her. <laughs> I, if she's earned it, I don't want to not call her. You know, I don't want to call I, her. I I haven't seen that anywhere. I know she's got okay. a bachelor's and a master's. I don't know if she's got a doctor. Well, I I know but, that too, and yeah, okay. So. I'm just checking because you know I have. You, you can ask her. Okay. You can ask him. Not a problem. All right. Let's okay. take a quick break. Let's come back. So you're a few weeks into the season and that brand new equipment bag is starting to get kind of funky. Those sweaty gloves and pads, yuck. Well, there's only so much you can do about it. But when that new pair of summer skates starts to pick up that scent, that's easy. Our customizable shower shoes go right into the washing machine, then air dry overnight, and they're ready for the next shift at the rink. Customizable for your team or with your favorite player's name and number, Summer Skates, the ultimate hockey player's footwear, are perfect for players in the desert or even for just wearing around the house. Head to IcetimeHockeyWest.com and click on the Summer Skates link to get your personalized koozies and shower shoes today. At Behind the Mask, we know that players are always messing with their equipment and constantly need to borrow things like tape or need a new mouthpiece during the season. Point is that just because you are fully outfitted to start the season doesn't mean you're good for the year. Make sure that you are always supplied with all of the hockey accessories you need by visiting our stores or BehindTheMask.com. Whether it's an extra mouth guard, wheels and bearings for your inline skates, or extra rolls of tape for your stick, Behind the mask, we have all the little things that can make your time at the rink go smoother. Go to any of our three valley locations or online at behindthemask.com. Thrilled to have you with us. The nation's top teams, America's number one conference, is back. See every play, every hit, every goal on nchc.tv. Your home for more than 100 live games. Stream anywhere from the start of the season leading up to the frozen face-off. If it's NCHC hockey, it's on nchc.tv. 
Passion, talent, development. NCAA hockey offers all that and its players graduate at a 93% rate. Trevor Zegras. And they score on the lacrosse move. Jake Gensel. Gensel banks it towards the goal. He scores. Before the NHL stage, whether you're a fan or a player, nothing compares to college hockey. Visit collegehockeyinc.com and follow at College Hockey. Question? Comment? Let us hear from you on our text message line at 303-943-3772. All right, welcome back in, hockey fans. Indeed, it is Monday night, which means it's time for analytics and eyeballs. Scott Strandy with you tonight from Tempe, Arizona. My co-host is always Paul Hornstein all on Long Island, New York. Paul, I'm going to let you take it away for just a couple of minutes here while I connect with uh, Leslie Irvine, and uh, and we'll bring on the uh, vice president and uh, director of athletics at Colorado College in just a couple minutes. All right, well, we're going to take a quick look at the the, the matchups for the weekend here uh, coming up. I mean, besides the ASU-North Dakota matchup, uh, we'll take a look at some of the, you know, the, the teams we cover and some of the, I guess you would call them marquee matchups. BC at UConn, as UConn tries to, once again, earn its first ever NCAA tournament bid. That's a series that starts Thursday. I assume it goes Friday, too? No, well, this is, once again, the crazy hockey East and ECAC scheduling. Uh, I can't make up my. I can't find out who's going to play who, what, where. Um, maybe they'll play on. Uh, I guess they might play Thursday, Saturday. We'll we'll take a look at that in a second. Um, but it, we have lots of, of of quality matchups as as BU is taking on UMass Lowell. Um, that other maroon and gold team going up against Ohio State. Um, I guess we're going to find out uh, about Western Michigan this weekend as, as, as they uh, travel to Ann Arbor. Lindenwood will be at Bentley. Uh, Fairbanks will be at Northern Michigan for another uh, tough trip in the UP. Uh, Air Force and CC will play this weekend in, in, in a rivalry weekend, and that's uh, going to be a big weekend for both teams. I'm sure that uh, neither coach is all that happy about what happened this past weekend. Um, even though Air Force did split, uh, you don't want to, uh, you know, they are an experienced team and uh, they haven't played like a lot of people expected, including us. So, all right, um, Paul, hold, hold your thought for a minute. Cause we got an important guest coming on with us here okay. in just a minute. So, uh, just, uh, just hold those thoughts because we've got the vice president and director of athletics at Colorado college coach. Leslie Irvine, she told me I can call her. Coach, so that's all right. We're calling her. So, Leslie, you got Scott and Paul with you. And uh, thanks so much for joining us tonight. I know your schedule is crazy busy, but welcome to College Hockey West. And uh, Analytics and Eyeballs is our Monday night show. Yeah, Scott, thanks for having me. And thanks for all you do to promote uh, hockey and support the, the great game of college hockey. You're well, very welcome. We always appreciate it. Paul is out on Long Island, New York, and I'm going to warn you right now, he's an ASU alum, so he's going to be nice. Oh, I promised he had on, to be. Scott. <laughs> no, no, no. Time out. Time out. Time out. Let's, let's get this. Uh, I do not wave pom-poms around. Don't give her that impression because you've met her in person and I have not. Uh, 
Yeah, well, I waved some pom-poms, Leslie. You know it. They're black and gold. I, I'm sorry, people. That, uh, I love your program. I love what you guys are doing. So let's start right there. Tell us yeah. about uh, things at Colorado College uh, and, and the hockey program specifically, and then we'll dig into some other stuff. Yeah, I mean, gosh, Scott, it, we, let's see, I've been at CC three and a half years. Part of what drew me to CC was this bold vision that the college had. I think we all knew that CC um, was known for hockey and had a great tradition for hockey and uh, to be uh, drawn in as a leader around this moment when uh, we were thinking about building building this arena, introducing it to the campus and community. That's been a project of a lifetime. You know, during that time, I had the opportunity to hire a, a new head coach and really kind of build some momentum around the opening of that building. We um, were thrilled to have Coach Mayotte um, on campus. Uh, he's such a fantastic fit. I mean, he's a heck of a hockey coach. He's a great recruiter. But he also um, understands what the small private liberal arts setting is. And, you know, one of the, the the things that is maybe less known, Scott, about just the job itself, and I'd be happy to talk more about it, is just living in Colorado Springs and doing the work that I do. Um, it's, you know, Olympic City, USA. There are so many synergies and opportunities to collaborate because the sport economy is kind of like Kansas City in that sense. I was just in Kansas city recently i was thinking about this sport is a huge part of the city economy and so what we do is really really relevant and we can serve the city um, in ways that are really unique yeah i totally agree with you um anybody that hasn't uh been to colorado springs needs to be there because not only is it uh, a very beautiful city but the people there are great your your community is is unbelievable and the fact that uh yeah. that small college um, yeah. is the center of the community, and, and you're 100% right on that. Uh, I see it every time I go down there. I talk to your players. They tell me the same thing. Um, it, it's homey. Yeah, I mean, we're, right, we're, we're unique in that we're one of 10 multi-divisions, right? So our college nice. is 2,100 students. Uh, we've, we've built this arena, which we believe to be the right size, Um you know, the goal is to get around 400 students out to the games. Um, and so that's, when you think about it, when it actually happens, you're close to, you know, do the math on that, like 30% of the student body is attending the hockey game. So the ability to kind of shape culture and have hockey be a part of just building school pride and community, it's just really, really unique, right? So um, it's it's been a great opportunity. Well, Coach, I look at some of the things that I look at because of the things that catch my eye are much different than Scott. And one of the things I said to him before he, you came on is, uh, how different is the job? And, I, and, I, and you have already mentioned about being multi-level. How much different yeah. is the job because of the fact that you are a multi-level school? And as you said, there's not a lot of those. Yeah, you know, it's funny because I got asked that question a lot during my interview process. And maybe this maybe this answer will surprise you and maybe it won't. Um, but, 
you know, I came, I mean, if you look at my background, I was a head coach at Stanford. We had 34 sports. Excellence was expected across the board, right? It's, it's broad-based excellence. It's broad-based championship culture aspiration. And it's also this idea that by chasing championships, you're kind of um, providing this aspirational environment for your students, which are the high academic goes hand in hand with what they're trying to do there. So for me, I actually, you know, listen, do I understand what hockey needs is different to what women's soccer needs is different to what, uh, you know, men's tennis needs? Sure I do. But for us, how we talk about it is hockey and, and, um, and then women's soccer have a different platform to uh, right. help our Division three programs also be successful. So if you actually look at some of our Division three coaches, I mean, they come from really unique backgrounds, even including myself, who we don't think about necessarily the division. We don't we don't stray away from the philosophy. Right. But we are chasing championships. Like our our women's volleyball coach used to be the head coach at Iowa. Our women's basketball coach was the associate head coach at Cal State Nicosfield. They've taken jobs because they want to be in an environment where they can be successful and that's what we breed um, at CC. Well and, and I totally understand that philosophy. Um, and, and I guess I'm just, um, I'm asking it from a mechanical standpoint. How much okay. does, is it different because it's different levels? Or, I mean, do, do you have to, do some people have to be, do you have to have a, a separate person or two to take care of hockey because it's Division One, and some other folks to take care of Division Three, Or or is it just not, is not different enough for uh, a flow chart, so to speak. Yeah, no, I think, um, again, going back to my background, um, I'm a former high-level Division One coach. Right. My job is to keep everybody in our department motivated. Right. So compartmentalizing support in that way. Like, I think if you, I, I think maybe to your point, I probably, but this is also my style, I, I, I meet with at least every coach every two to three weeks in person to sit down with them and basically say, what do you need to be successful? Okay. Right? Now, the content of that conversation with Chris Mayock looks different oftentimes to, say, a Division three coach who's, who's building the program. But mechanically, I mean, I guess if we're, we're NCAA Division three program, so we do have more staff than your average Division three program because we need someone in marketing and promotions, and we need a full-time ticket person. And I have Scott Lowenberg, who's the secondary kind of hockey administrator for me who helps me with hockey. But the way I go about my work is if a coach walks in the door and says, do you have five minutes, I give them ten. Okay. Yeah. Well, that's fine. Like I said, I just I, these are questions that um, – uh, while I do have a uh, a similar educational background because I also have a uh, a master's in sports management, uh, we're not exposed to everything, so that's why the, yeah. those kinds of questions ask um, you know interest me yeah. because yeah. those are big differences. Yeah. Yeah, and I think that, that my background too. Just right, I was a, I've been around Division One, and I've also been around Division Three, and so I'm very familiar, I think, with with what they need. Um, so, yeah, I, I think we have a, we have a really good team. It's it's good stuff. And you know, some of the greatest stories I think with 
Coach Mayotte, too, is, you know, before we built the arena, we were on the fourth floor of Al Pamar, the fourth floor, right? We've got our volleyball coach out there. We've got our mm-hmm. women's soccer coach, our, um, you know, men's soccer coach. And they were just such a tight community. And when Chris left, you know, they, the, our Division three coaches were so sad to see him go because they just talked coaching. It doesn't matter right. what division. It doesn't matter what sport. Right. They, they talked about how to move their programs forward. So um, I think Chris is, is, that's where you talk about fit and people buying in because, yes, they want their own program to be successful. But what we've been building is, is honestly, and I know you get this, like it's a department culture. And right. hockey ha- is uniquely positioned to help us with that, right? They're super visible. You know, if hockey's not being successful, it's hard to, for people to think about seeing, seeing CCP successful, period. Right. Leslie, well, you're leading me into a couple of things that I have to ask. Number one, mm-hmm, we're going to start mm-hmm. off about this trip that you just made out here because it was more than just uh, a hockey weekend. It was a chance for you yeah. to visit with, uh, with Mr. Ropes, and I'll let you tell us what you can about that. And then we're going to lead into this huge weekend for you guys in Colorado Springs with uh, the Air Force series coming up in a home and home. But first of all, tell yeah. us a little bit about coming out here because I, I've told people that I, I see Colorado College and Arizona State as kind of mirror image of each other on the ice. You both have new buildings yeah. now. You both have great goaltenders. You have three really good ones. You have uh, dynamic coaches. You have depth on your players. Maybe your team is a little bit younger, um, so they've got maybe a little less experience. But, boy, two teams that were mirror images of each other played each other this weekend. Yeah. Yeah, I think, you know, talking um, talking about being around Dad, that was so special. Um you know, he having him and Karen having us over to their their home, and the guys, you know, getting there early evening and just being able to kick back and relax and play some ping pong and play some cornhole, um, but then have an amazing dinner and frankly sit with someone like Ed who um, talks a lot about hockey, just like giving him access to education teaching them how to work hard and then to see someone who's just been so immensely successful is super inspirational for the team. So I think it was just, it's really cool to, he just loves being around the team, surrounded by the team. Um, and I think he's really excited about where we're heading. Um, so that was, that was amazing. And he was actually in the building on Saturday as well for the game. So um, we're just super, super grateful for Ed's leadership as we thought about building that building, which has been so transformational for us and will continue to be. Um, and then I think, yeah, you know, Scott, I think we're like, there's, you know, to cut to the chase, we were disappointed from the weekend. You know, if you actually look at the, the stats and Chris and I were talking about it, I mean, we created a lot of offensive opportunity. We just couldn't score. And I think as a former coach, it's it's like, you know, in that second game getting or even the first game, right, getting down um, quickly and early and then having trouble finding the back of the net, you just get tight. Um, and so it, yeah, I think we're we're in a, a culture program rebuild. I know that that phrase is overused, but that's where we believe we are, and, and um, we know that, that we're building to great things. And it's funny because I felt, too, that it was um, it was a really great matchup. I thought 
even who, regardless who you were cheering for, and especially Friday night's game, it was such a great game of college hockey and so entertaining uh, right till the end. Um, and I have we have a t- so much respect for what Arizona State's done as far as building that beautiful arena, pr- you know, just making the statement that hockey is really important to them. Uh, we consider ourselves part of that West region. And then I just, I think it's a really cool story with Greg Bowers as far as, you know, club coach um, and throughout and has built that program and they play with kind of a, a chip on their shoulder um, and they play because they're playing as independents, like every game counts. Yeah. Um, yeah. And so I, uh, we, we love that game. We were in a four year series with them and it was you know, the, the lighter side of it was when I saw the team pulling up to Ed Robeson's house, they said, how was the trip? And they were just so happy to get off a plane and not have to be back <laughs> 40 for once. <laughs> oh, yeah, well. Um, <laughs> well, you know, uh, I, I was not a high-level athlete. I was not. Um, I've coached a lot. Uh, once again, not at a high level, but I've done it. Um, and so, uh, as a former coach, when you see the ups and downs like that, um, how many to- how often do you have to say to yourself, all right, uh, when I was coaching, it was, it was this, and I have to kind of remove myself from the emotions of it sometimes. Yeah, I love that question, Paul. Thank you for asking that. I, I, really meant what I said. I think very carefully about my role. Like I think one of the things that I find very fulfilling about my role is the support of coaches because right. I have coached. And so I find the moments where, you know, spending time with Chris after the game on Saturday and checking in with him, you know, when you, when you hire, say first time head coaches or people who are just won a lot and then they're around a program rebuild, it's hard to lose and it's hard to lose a lot. And I think that you've got to, um, it's not so much about how I manage my own expectation because I, I I can do that. Right. I mean, I, I just am. I think what I find myself listening for is people around the program and trying to manage people's expectations but then also just making sure that coaches don't lose themselves in the emotion of of coaching and I found myself at times saying I really think you need to go in there and get after them but then there's also times where I've said hey it's okay right don't don't stay the course and I didn't see the team quitting at all and so I think that, that those moments are important to make sure that your coaches stay confident and don't get um, don't get too high or too low. And, and frankly, right. like Chris is like Chris isn't. Like, you will both know Chris. He's not a high, high, low, <laughs> right. low guy. Right. Um, so I I think that those moments are really really important, and above all, that the coaches feel support. I mean, gosh, if it was an exact science, I mean, how many times as a coach have you gone into a game thinking you felt great and it just didn't happen, and and then you go into a game and you're like, I cannot believe that we are winning this game by four goal. I don't know how this <laughs> happened, but you yeah. just go with it. So um, I think it's it's important. Leslie, I got to tell you. Um, Jerry texted me uh, after the game, and he goes, hey, do you want to talk to Chris? Because uh, I think he's ready to leave the building. And I said, uh, tonight? 
<laughs> and then I said, maybe, maybe Monday, Tuesday, maybe Thursday is a good time. I, I felt his frustration. I know, uh, I know how he carries CC hockey on his sleeve. And, um, so I just gave him some time. I texted him this morning and of course he answered right back and, uh, he had already broken down the game <laughs> and he told me what he saw. And I said, you know what, coach? I said, uh, it's a big weekend coming up for you. Just go back and, and uh, regroup and go win this weekend. Go get a series win uh, against your rivals. So that leads you into how important this series is for the, the city of Colorado Springs and for your university. Yeah, it's it's really, really cool. Um, I mean, great. We opened to them in an exhibition um, but, uh, you know, obviously this is for the Pikes Peak Trophy. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we opened the building to the Air Force, too. I mean, it 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 just, it's a unique rivalry. It's an in-town city rivalry. Um, it actually starts Thursday, Scott, too. I don't know if you know this. Um, but our, this actually points to the city collaboration and some of the things that happened there. Yeah, I did know this. Go ahead and tell yeah. us. Yeah. Yeah. So on Thursday, our women's soccer team are, are wrapping up their conference season against the Air Force. We play in the Mount West. And it's actually a, it's a kind of a must win for us if, if we go to postseason. So there's a there's a lot riding on it. And uh, we moved the game to another one of the City for Champions buildings in the city. It's a brand new, beautiful soccer stadium. Yeah, so we're gonna play I, I heard the, that. <laughs> going to be really cool so the uh, Chris and the team are going to be there Thursday doing autographs and we we did a little cross promotion with our hockey fans to say hey let's have it be Air Force weekend starting Thursday but yeah it's it's a it's a great game I mean the Air Force are a great team they're a well-coached team you know Frank is is a legend and um, he loves to play CC they're very physical they're very disciplined um, and our team, you know, I like our next couple of series. I mean, I think we've got to, it's important, hopefully, for our team to, to try and get some games here and get the confidence rolling before before we head into um, conference. So we're excited. Well, Coach, so first of all, let me just uh, say this. Um, we've had uh, Coach Mayotte and, and Coach Menino on several times, and we love talking to them. And, and coach um, legit, we had him on too. That's true. Yeah, I just yeah, you know we have we. I'll get to yeah. it. Yeah, and, love it. Um, you know, and 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 the fact of the matter is, um, I look I look at it a couple of different ways. First of all, in case Scott has misinformed you a little bit, I hate when especially the teams that we cover play each other because I want to see success for the teams that we cover. Okay. Um. So just just. Just don't understand that. And, and second of all, and, and Leslie, let me interrupt him a minute because Chris was gracious enough to give me a sweatshirt for Paul, and uh, and he loves it. It's a white CC Tiger sweatshirt. He loves it. And and, and I don't, and 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 I might wear some stuff like I have a, uh, a a friend of mine whose kid goes to Ohio State, and he brought me a T-shirt. And I'll wear it, but I won't take a picture in it. I took a picture in the CC sweatshirt. So, um, so just now also one of the things that we talk about is, and, and this goes to do with Scott's mirror images. Um, 
that is the unique thing about college hockey is a school as small as CC can play at the same level as ASU can, which is uh, about a thousand times bigger or more yeah. than CC. Yeah. And so, um, here's a look, and I'm going to change it up a little bit here. Indoor field hockey? <laughs> there is an indoor field hockey. No, I know that. That's I, that's what I, I, I'm just picturing. The, 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 do, you want me to, do you want me to get into it with you, Coach? I mean, it's actually great. So it's, you know, <laughs> the, the sport was born in England where it rains all the time. Right, and, and I do want you to get into it. Yeah, so you take it inside. You can right. actually use the boards, which I loved. I'm pretty <laughs> sure I would have made a good hockey player. I just never learned to skate. <laughs> Me so either. you you can use the boards, but coach, it's it's good for hand eye because the ball right. moves so quickly. The touches that you get as a player, um, it's actually really good training it's almost like indoor soccer versus outdoor the ball just moves quicker so right. that when you actually go back outside to play you're supposed to see the game a little more clearly so yeah well do they use the same do the uh, i'm sure they use the same you know body protection equipment and the same sticks they use the same yeah. ball you actually don't uh use the same ball um but you don't use the same stick believe really? it really okay uh yeah the stick is um, I'm to, it's a much lighter weight version because you're not hitting the ball indoors. You're you're basically it's actually a lot more like hockey. You're moving the ball as opposed to just uh, trying to hit it really really hard. So it's okay. a lot more skill skill based. It's actually it's a very different sport. It's um, you know just because you're a really good outdoor field hockey player doesn't mean that you're gonna translate. Appreciate you giving field hockey a shout out. <laughs> well, Sorry. listen, uh, I mean. Uh, first of all, like I said, when, as you know, I try to do, you know, research unlike somebody else on this podcast. Um, and Leslie, I look you know for better than that. And and I look, I look for things like this, and and you know, I I'm I'm used to seeing the the phrase field hockey. Um, we have a lot of. Um, you know, as as a teacher in, in here in, in, in a New York City teacher, we have a lot of former Commonwealth type countries that have students, and you know it, it gets talked about from time to time, and and so forth and so on. But when I as I was reading, and I saw indoor field hockey. I'm like, what the? And at the same time, <laughs> I, it makes sense to me because they, I know, I know over in Europe they call it five aside, but that's basically indoor soccer, which is yeah. yeah. So I was just curious. Uh, I I can't imagine that that the ball doesn't move as fast as a puck does. Yeah, it probably does. Yeah, Chris and I have kind of joked about doing something creative. Maybe you can help us think it through about feel, you know field hockey player on the ice and hockey player. We could maybe do indoor field hockey, right? It could be a fun little. A fun little video cameo where he's teaching me how to skate play hockey and i'm teaching him how to play indoor <laughs> oh well oh i want that feature i want that feature when that happens <laughs> <It'll be fun. laughs> let's so i i want to get into this before we run out of time but um i i saw you at the golf tournament i know how you guys were into it um my yeah. background in golf goes way back 
And uh, I commented to almost anybody that would listen, Leslie, that I thought for the first time you guys did an outstanding job of involving uh, a full field, pretty much. You involved parents. There were alumni. Um, everybody that was somebody in uh, Colorado College hockey and athletics uh, seemed to be there. And uh, I just hope that you guys continue to grow on that because that was really a fun, a fun day. And uh, if you can, tell us a little bit about how important fundraising is for a university the size of Colorado College. Yeah, I mean, I think fundraising, but it, it, right, fund, fundraising is almost like some of the outcome of those relationships that you build, right? It's really friend raising and building community. And especially when you think about um, Chris and the program still, they haven't been here that long. And so I think that this was a great opportunity to invite in, like you said, alum, um, people uh, from that golf course that, that Chris has gotten to know, family, um, you, you know, even even our department staff members. And Scott, I do want to thank you for coming all the way out there. Again, another example of your support for kind of programs in our region and just your commitment to it. So um, I will say I had so many people say to me that they thought it was really cool that like Chris and I just stayed on one hole the whole day. Um, because we were just trying to think of how else do you actually get to meet literally everybody. Right. Um, and so it was good. I mean, I, I needed to have some pretty solid snacks and a really good supply of water. <laughs> um, but it was, it was really, really good because I literally shook everybody's hand. And um, we, got, we got really good feedback. I mean, you know, in these towns, there's a lot of those types of golf tournaments. So it was awesome. We are for sure doing it again. Um, and it was actually, it was our, you know, Chris's first attempt at really, I think we typically had an alumni event, um, but we hadn't really done a community event. So, and we, we just about sold out. So it was, it was, it was great. And you're golfing in Colorado. I mean, typically it's <laughs> blue skies and beautiful. So it was really cool. Okay. So let me, let me peel back the onion on two things. Um, yeah. number one is you, I played with Chris's family and, uh, when we saw you on that hole, um, you kind of gave it to Chris's brother for wearing some wrong clothing, right? <laughs> I did. I'm being recorded here. I, yeah. I, I, no, don't listen, well, Co I, Coach. Don't worry about it. I've I've already commented to Coach Mayotte uh, where the asking him where the adoption papers for Scott are. So don't worry about this. Uh, so anyway. part of it was Leslie we got to the next hole I think where Chris was and uh, when we got there I, I was telling him I said uh Leslie kind of laid into your brother about wearing the wrong clothing and Chris looked at him and he goes what are you doing wearing that out here and, <laughs> and his brother said well look at you all you send me are medium stuff and, and Chris said, haven't I sent you enough CC oh, and at least great. USA hockey stuff and he goes you have but it's all mediums. I can't fit into a medium. <laughs> so it's a swag issue. We'll see yeah. that right away. Right. So we laughed and laughed. 
And the other thing I want to say is I had my camera running uh, in the uh, uh, awards presentation, and I'm sure you've probably seen it, but Chris got me a, a bazillion uh, likes and follows um, with his emotional breakdown, and I did not expect that. I Okay, let me put this right. I know him well enough to expect it, but I didn't yeah. expect it. And I yeah. thought that was so heartfelt. And I have gotten so many comments from people that said, that yeah. was fantastic. I'm glad you caught it on camera. Yeah, I think that, um, I think one of the things that, um, and I don't think Chris would mind me sharing this, but I think one of the things that Chris and I have really connected on is we're both so grateful and, and like, just blue collar kids who have worked really hard and actually really love what we do. Um, and we have an immense amount of gratitude. And so I think when he was asked about his family, I, I, I'm guessing that there was just this moment of like recognition of the seat that he currently sits in. And I'm sure he's just, he's a very humble, hardworking down to earth guy. And, um, I think that that's, that's, that's part of his authenticity. So yeah, I, I, I remember that too. And <laughs> all of that is just so, so real. Yeah, I, got, I got to tell you one more thing. Um, yeah. I've joked with him for two years now, um, that if there was ever going to be a coach, if I was 40 years younger and I could sign a letter of intent, I was signing it at CC. So I've yeah, joked right. to them every time I come in, I say, you still got that letter for me, but this year he said he just got too much talent and he finally had okay. to bump me out. The letter's gone. Okay. He told me I'm done. <laughs> you were done long That's before this year. <laughs> <laughs> we would take you, Scott, in a heartbeat. <laughs> well, anyway, I told him that uh, I, I can't wait because I'm a UMD alum. And uh, when I get back to Colorado next week, you don't think I'm going to miss that series. I'm going to be there. So. Uh, go get a couple of wins without me this weekend against the Air Force. And sorry, Frank, but um, oh. I, I got I got golden uh, black pom poms that I got to wave. Paul, you got one final one for Leslie before we let her go. Yeah, I actually do. Um, uh, as uh, as I as I sat here and once again, like I said, I do the research. Um, and um, how'd you end up going? from uh from england to iowa yeah good uh good way to do your research this is good stuff <laughs> i um let's see the, the quickest answer to it is, you know i i did my undergraduate in england you graduated right. three years there right. and so that fourth year i was playing um in a hockey league where the Iowa assistant coach was in the UK playing over the in these summer leagues, right? And she saw she saw me play, and I actually distinctly remember that game because I could hear the American accents; they just sounded different. And I was like, "Who are these? Right. You know, who are this woman?" And she asked, she approached me afterwards because I'd had a pretty good game, scored a couple of goals, and she said, "Have you ever thought about playing in the states? Tell me your story." She invited me out to visit Iowa. To be honest with you, at the time, I didn't know the difference between Iowa, Idaho, or Ohio. I well, that's okay. I, a lot of people yeah, in that boat. And I said, "Are you guys? Are you good? Are, you know, because I just I wanted 
are you a good team? She said, yes. And turns out Iowa field hockey is kind of a powerhouse. So I went over and visited and I just, um, I took a leap of faith. I did my, my master's work there and got my graduate degree. Idea was to go back home after that. And I realized that I had the, the opportunity to coach, um, went out to Stanford, you know, a year as an assistant and was the head coach there at 24 youngest head coach in the country. Um, that's crazy. It was an incredible experience. Yeah. So it's, um, I don't know. I, I think I'm like, I talk to people all the time about opportunity and you, you think you're ready for it. You think your exact next move, but sometimes it's, you've just got to, you got to jump on it when it presents itself and just fake it till you make it. It's great. <laughs> oh, listen, I get, I mean, listen, um, you know, there are a lot of times uh, as we do this, I try to not sound like I've spent most of my night, my life in uh, New York city and long Island. And I'm not going to lie. I'm, 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 I'm listening, you know, as, as I hear you speak, I'm actually listening for the twinge yes. of uh British accent, especially since I just watched the uh, doctor who finale. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. And, um, and I'm like, wow, she's, she's doing a really good job of hiding it. You'd have to really know that uh, it's in there. So, uh, and I know how hard yeah. that is to do. So, congratulations. <laughs> I promise you, I don't hide it. The minute I get on the phone to my mom, oh, of course. Just it, yeah, it just comes right back. Yeah. Oh yeah. I, I yeah. <laughs> Leslie, we definitely appreciate you taking some time to join us tonight. Uh, it's a great way to kick off what we're calling Administrators Week, which is actually going to be about three weeks. So. Uh, your cohort up at Denver, Josh Burlow, I believe, is coming on tomorrow night, and he's got a tough act to follow. Yeah. Oh, that's great. You should have had us on together. I love Josh. <laughs> that would have been fun. <laughs> we only have an hour, and you see how fast it goes. <laughs> Seriously. Yeah. Well, listen, thank you. So this has been a blast. And, again, thank you for all you do to, to promote hockey. It's, it's fantastic. It's, it's really good. Enjoyed it. All right. Thanks, I'll Coach. see you guys in the Tigers. Uh, in about a week and a half or so. So I'll be there for UMD and uh, and go get a couple of wins against Air Force. I, Frank's not going to mind. <laughs> okay. Thanks, Coach. It. Appreciate it. <laughs> Thank you. That's Leslie Irvine, the Vice President and Director of Athletics for Colorado College, joining us tonight. We thank you for our time. Paul and I will be back in about, uh, oh, I don't know, two minutes to unveil this week's Super 16. Uh, you don't want to miss it, folks.
nchc.tv. Your home for more than 100 live games. Stream anywhere from the start of the season leading up to the frozen face-off. If it's NCHC hockey, it's on nchc.tv. Passion, talent, development. NCAA hockey offers all that and its players graduate at a 93% rate. Trevor Zegras. And they score on the lacrosse move. Jake Gensel. Jake Gensel banks it towards the goalie. Score. Before the NHL stage. Whether you're a fan or a player, nothing compares to college hockey. Visit collegehockeyinc.com and follow at College Hockey. Question? Comment? Let us hear from you on our text message line at 303-943-3772. All right, welcome back in, hockey fans. It's Monday night, time for... uh, analytics and eyeballs we're going to wrap things up tonight with the analytics part of things paul hornstein is going to uh, bring out that super 16 in just a minute scott strandy with you tonight from tempe arizona paul hornstein out on long island new york where he's probably a little soggy i understand it's been raining out on long island today um, it has been okay paul paul confirms um, <laughs> at least it's wet and not snow wet oh thankfully because that would just be... We're getting close to that time of year, Paul. Hush. <laughs> Shut your mouth. <laughs> Not in Tempe. It's 77 and beautiful right now. Did I mention we're moving on to Vegas to uh, to, to see a little hockey there, too? It'll be nice and warm and uh, kind of nice on the strip on the weekend. You, you know what you know what I'm doing. If, it's a good <laughs> thing this is not video. <laughs> Yeah, absolutely do. Um, before you unveil the 16, just a couple of quick comments um, from Coach Irvine, as she told me we should call her at this point. So uh, right. your thoughts on the conversation? Well, I love the varied background. Um, I, I, I love to see the different perspectives that people bring. Um, she's been all over the place, to, you know, at different levels of, of athletics and between going to school and, and playing at Iowa and coaching at Stanford and, and which, you know, and, and working as an a, assistant AD over at Bowling Green, you know, a different conference, different kind of level. And, and you know, and now doing this here uh, at CC, which has its own unique platform, so to speak, uh, as well as her having uh, – a position of uh, on in, in 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 the group that runs the NCHC, uh, so she's got a lot on her plate. Um, she's got, a, a, like I said, a unique position at a school that's multi-level, and it's it's definitely um, you don't you. I mean, administrators, uh, coaches go into administration, but you don't often see. Uh, a lot of coaches that have that long of a background in coaching uh, when they're when they become administrators. I mean, you could go there and you could find some, but yeah, yeah, you know, like she said, and and as a as as a former coach, 
you get another once again another unique perspective. As she said, you know, the we talked to I talked to the other coaches about coaching and 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 understand because not every administrator does the the mindset and 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 the ups and downs and the and and so forth and so on as you know between the off season and and during the season etc um it's 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 good to have an ad that's been through those cycles yep good stuff okay um we go on and on and on forever uh talking about all the things at cc but uh, i lost a little stuff from my pom-pom so let's uh <sighs> let's move on to um the uh, the October twenty fourth, Super Sixteen. I'm gonna read the first five like I always do, and then I want you right. to explain uh, how you came up with the top five. Here we go. Number Darts. one, Michigan at five and one. Right. Number two, UMass four zero oh, and one. Right. Number three, Denver four and two. Number four, the Fighting Sioux. Ah, sorry, Hawks three yeah. two and one. And uh, number five, some team that you're calling the other maroon and gold, I'll call it the University of Minnesota, at uh, four and two. Um, how did they shake out for you, Paul, and how did you end up with the top five? There were so many splits this weekend. but Hard to sweep in college hockey, I'm told. No, well, it's probably true. But, you know, whether a team moved up or down really kind of had to do with what I thought the quality of the opponent was. Okay. That's fair. That makes sense. I don't you know, think you need to go a step farther on that. That makes total sense. Okay. Here we go. Six through ten. Yukon, six one and one. Boston University, three and two. Ohio State, six one and one. Minnesota State, three and three. Quinnipiac, number ten at three, one and two. Give us your thoughts on six through ten, Paul. Well, you know, we are uh, a few weeks into the season now. And, um, you know, UConn going into BU and splitting that series shows you something because that's not an easy place to win. Okay. Um, Is Ohio State for real, Paul? I don't want to do this again. I don't want (laughs) to... I don't, you know, this is at least starting out like last year where they came out of the box hot and fell apart after Christmas. That's why I asked the question. So, you know, did they learn from that experience? We're going to find out. Okay, and one thing I think we're finding out already is Minnesota State at 3-3. and They found out that a goaltender can carry you one heck of a long ways. Oh, well, I mean, yeah, I mean. Uh, not to take anything away from Mike Casey. No, you know Mike Dryden I, McKay. Uh, we go way back, but, uh, man, when you got a goaltender like Dryden McKay, uh, he covers up a lot of mistakes. You know, he's just not Dryden McKay, and they're kind of actually lucky I didn't drop him further. And I'm sure you'd be happy to hear that. So, Mike, if you're listening, uh, call listen, him drop not, him further. I, I, you got a little name recognition for him. I, 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 I like I, I'm a fan of, of 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 Minnesota State. I know you are. You know, um, I've seen the pom poms. Yeah, you know, I mean, they they swept Duluth. Uh, they 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 beat that other maroon and gold team. You know, you're winning at home. 
How many times are you going to say they swept Duluth and Duluth is struggling? Um, you going to say it all night? Well, <laughs> maybe. I okay. don't know. Um, <laughs> you know, um, and... That's okay. I, I can take all those knives out eventually. You know, and, and, and Quinnipiac lost to Maine at home. You know, lost to Maine. Now... You know, to longtime followers of college hockey, even me, Maine had some name recognition, but that's about what they've had for the last 23 years is name recognition. You know, after yep, Paul Correa left. Yep, good know, point. Um, okay, this, go ahead. So, you know. Uh, Finish your point. That was uh, a tough, tough blow for Quinnipiac, um, you know, especially after they had a win and a tie. Um, against uh, our executive producer and Eddie Christians fighting Sue. I mean, Hawks. <laughs> uh, okay, eleven through sixteen. UMass Lowell at four and two. Penn State six and zero. St. Cloud six and zero. Michigan State number fourteen at four and two. Number fifteen is Western Michigan at five and two. Number sixteen is Miami at four one and one. I wish we had another hour because I could tear this one apart. You um, could. So let me let me tell you first, and then you you follow up my comments. Um, Penn State and Saint Cloud. I'm going to take the old Paul Hornstein theory: is show me a little bit more. You got to show me more. I know you're six and zero, but I also know who you played and um, where you played, and I want to see more. Um, I want to see Saint Cloud State play some NCHC teams. I want to see Penn State play some Big Ten teams, and I want to see where they are. Um, a month and a half from now. Um, and, and that same goes for Michigan State. I think I, I think that one. Okay, now here's my, my beef with your next two. Western Michigan and Miami, I know the records say that they should be there, but, but go play Denver. Go play CC. Um, go play North Dakota. Go play Minnesota Duluth right now well, when they're get, down and see I what get, happens. I, I, I just don't that. think that those two are going to be there very long. Listen, I, 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 I'm not going to – I'm not – going to disagree with that statement but at this point in time um you know anchorage is proving to be tougher than people expected fairbanks uh well they western michigan didn't play fairbanks yet i know but fairbanks is playing pretty tough well i know but i'm trying to talk about western michigan right okay um you you swept bowling green in a home and home uh you split with notre dame in a home and home uh, you, you know, you won. And by the way, you know, that split with Anchorage was in Anchorage. And who are, like I said, proving to be tougher than, than, you know, people would think. And then let's be fair to Anchorage. That was their first real series. Yeah, no, no, I get it. I'm not questioning that. Um, you know, like I said, do I, or do I think that there are teams in the end that'll be better than Miami and Western? Yeah, I do. But for at this moment, um, Miami also, you know, they win in a tie hosting Ferris State to start the season, split at Lowell, and swept at one, two games at Canisius. And, you know, winning on the road when, you, when you're basically three and one on a four-game road trip, I, I don't care who you're playing. That's okay, well, my, my only beef on this, and I told and, you this uh, and, off the air. And, hold on, hold on. And Ludwig Pearson 
seems to be at the top of his game. Yeah, I agree so, with that. He's a good goaltender, but he doesn't beat up the goaltender I'm going to bring in, and that's C.J. Semtenfelder. Uh, um, he is outstanding. I watched him now for eight games. This is not a fluke. I watched him last year as a backup at, uh, at Northeastern. This is not a fluke. This kid is a goaltender. He might be the best goaltender. Sorry, Joey Decard, that's ever put on the uh, maroon and gold and the pitchfork. And uh, by the time it's all done, he may put some numbers up that will never be touched again at uh, at Arizona State. And uh, once again, I'll say I told you at the beginning of the year, and we I think we did we discussed this in length for about two months. Um, when you start at Duluth, and then you stay on the road, and you go to Bemidji State. Then you come back and you have to open up a brand new building with all the fanfare and things that happened that week. And then you get settled in. I thought what you saw against CC and, and CC is a good hockey team. You know, it's more than just my pom poms. They're a good hockey team, but, but Arizona state now is settling in and coach powers brought this up for the last uh, eight games. He said, we have 13 new guys on this roster. It takes time for them to gel and to get a feel for it. The other thing I thought was fantastic is when he said, um, if you're not uh, 100%, we, we'll put somebody in that is, and we're not afraid to do it at any level. Freshman, sophomore, grad, doesn't matter. So if you don't, if you come out and you say, hey, I'm not 100%, um, he's going to put somebody in that is 100%, and then you better hope that you can get your spot back. Because I saw a couple of freshmen on this team this, this week, uh, well, the last couple of weeks, uh, Charlie Shane and um, uh, Teddy Lagerback. Uh, I thought they were both really, really good. And I don't know how you push them out of the lineup um, unless they get injured. And God forbid, we don't want to see that. So this is the first time I think that Coach Powers has had leadership, a goaltender, depth, and uh, to the point where, and, and talent to the point where he can rotate any of his forwards and feel comfortable whoever's in the lineup. So that's why I feel like with them and the schedule that they played to date and understanding what they had to go through, because if you've made that trip from Duluth to Bemidji and back, it it is not a good 10 days. It's a rough 10 days. Scott, I I, I get it. So, so there we go. Coach Powers, I plug for you in the top 16. Paul Hornstein just didn't think he got it yet. Um, first of all, you know, I don't like people to think that I'm wearing pop, that I'm waving pom poms. Okay. That's one, two, uh, uh, let's, let's, let me put it to you this way. Go there to Vegas this weekend and score warm, one more goal than the green and white team. And we can have this conversation again on Sunday. What did I tell you about who they have to beat? They have to win three more games. Uh, look, I don't care about your three more games. I only care about Saturday. <laughs> they they have to win against North Dakota, and they've got to sweep Minnesota when they come here on Thanksgiving weekend. Listen, if they do that, they will be just fine when it comes to the pairwise, and they'll I, I, be just fine in the respect column. And don't all, think don't think that the Sun Devils, Paul, don't know that they know first, completely what they're up against. First of all. Don't even get me started with that other maroon and gold team because we still have a month before that. And I don't care about those games right now. I only care about Saturday. Okay. That's when do you all want me I to don't... give you the magic number? 
Yeah, no, you can you can you can keep that to yourself. Thank you. We don't need to know everything. Here. No, this this year, if if the Sun Devils get twenty one wins, go away. Tournament. Go away. They're in a tournament. Whatever. The magic <laughs> number is one, and here we go again. One, 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 and one. And by the way, Miami plays at Denver. Uh, plays Denver this weekend. Um, Denver's going to Miami, by the way. Yeah, I, and, and that is their house of horrors. Yeah, they're gonna. Uh, so that'll be very, yeah, very interesting weekend for both of those teams. Don't you think that Denver's gonna go there ready to play? Yeah, they are. You could listen. I'm not saying they're not. Okay. Just I'm checking. just saying there are certain matchups, certain buildings. It's just it, you can you can find them in all sports and all things, and you know, eventually it becomes a self fulfilling prophecy. Um, you don't think that. They kind of know that that for whatever reason they struggle in Katy Arena. Oh, I think they know it, but I think they got players now that are ready to push them over the top. And by the way, on my watch Wednesday list that comes out, um, one Carter Mazer is uh, right up near the top as far as what I think in the Hobie watch. He's right up there with Demetrius Kumanzis, by the way. Nobody anyway. cares. <laughs> Everybody cares. Oh no, it's October. Nobody cares. Let's just wait and see. All right, take it away, my friend. From the Summer Skate Studios, Analytics and Eyeballs has been brought to you by Drurians and Suites, Drury Plaza Lake Buena Vista. The newest official Disney World Hotel is booking now at DruryHotels.com. University of Central Oklahoma, two-time ACHAM1 champions and champions every day in the classroom at UCOHockey.net and UCO.edu. AT&T Wireless, where new and existing customers get our best deals on every smartphone. Buy Summer Skates, whether you use your own name and number or that of your favorite player. Show off your game and style with personalized shower shoes and koozies. To summerskates.com for more information. San Diego State University, the best of education. California College Hockey and Lifestyle at sds.sdsu.edu and sdsuhockey.com. By Behind the Mask and BehindTheMask.com, no one knows goalies' needs better than we do. See the website for our Three Valley locations and more. Jesse Ray's Barbecue, 5611 South Valley View Boulevard in Las Vegas, or 308 North Boulder Highway in Henderson, where our food can be summed up in one word, perfection. By M-Drive, supplements to fuel and refine your drive at mdriveformen.com. Oklahoma University, join our 20th anniversary celebration for schedule and ticket information, go to OUHockey.net. Peterson Toyota, our staff at 4455 South College Avenue in Fort Collins, works hard to make sure that you get the right car that fits your needs, new or pre-owned. College Hockey, Inc., your NCAA hockey resource. Jets Pizza, more than just great pizza, you'll love our wings, sidekicks, and more. Find the location near you at JetsPizza.com. And by Caesars Entertainment Resorts and Casinos, where the action is from the Atlantic to the Pacific and around the world. Analytics and eyeballs and all of the Ice Time Hockey West podcasts are live every week on the Podbean app and available for download at any of your favorite podcast platforms. Review, subscribe, and ITHSW podcasts, all one word. Once again, that's ITHSW podcasts, all one word. Ask Alexa to turn on your ITHSW podcasts. Analytics and eyeballs from the Summer Skate Studios is a part of the IceTimeHockeyWest.com network. 
Very well done, my friend. We'll say goodnight tonight. We'll uh, Roger Klein, the Peacemakers, hail on New Day. But first, we'll say a big thank you to Leslie Irvine, the Vice President Director of Athletics at Colorado College, for joining us as we kick off uh, Administrators Week or two or Weeks. three, depending on how many want to come on. We're hoping we have uh, the Athletic Director from uh, University of Denver, Josh Burlow, joining us tomorrow night. And uh, we'll see who we get next week, Paul. But uh, in the meantime... Um, Keep tuning in. Download, share, subscribe, tell everybody about it. We are the Quad Pod of College Hockey Podcasts. Good night, everybody. Good night.